Welcome to The Deep End, a podcast brought to you by DigitalOcean. Uh, hi, Michele. Welcome to uh, DigitalOcean uh, Customer Stories. Um, you know, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to share, um, you know, more about your business and what you're building uh, and the customers you're serving. So uh, before we get into a lot of the details, maybe let's start with, you know, uh, what what do you do? I mean, what is your company trying to solve for um, and uh, what are you trying to build uh, for your customers? Okay. Thank you, Shiv, for the opportunity to spend time with you guys. Yep. Um, so Red Crane is a, is a rather new and young company. Mm-hmm. Um, we are located in four strategic uh, locations in Asia. So we are in Hong Kong, we are in Shanghai, in Bangkok, and Ho Chi Minh. And depending from the market, we uh, work with different kinds of clients, but mostly we assist um, startups in scaling mm-hmm. their business and their infrastructure and um, improving their, uh, their products. Mm-hmm. Um, and we work with uh, bigger enterprise uh, companies in um, business transformation. This is very specific for the, the Thai market. And also we um, develop um, MVPs and prototypes that are very, very technical. So right. it's not apps, it's not websites, it's not uh, front-end, but it's mostly like systems uh, for financial uh, AI or big data or banking solutions. And this is very specific to the Thai market uh, because of the current state of the of the country at the moment. Right. Yeah. And and you know it's interesting when we were talking earlier. It sounds like you you also you know you you shared like it, for some markets you're focused on new apps or new um, uh, business creation, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and then in some markets, it's very different. Um, uh, you know, you're probably doing more digital digital transformation. And Correct. so, I mean, are there, um, you know, tell us a little more about how your team is structured to, to handle this. Because I think you had a little bit of nuance in your team structure Correct. to be given this market. So one of the important things um, of Red Crane is that it has always been built on diversity. Right. So uh, by, I, I, mean, I come from the robotics industry. Mm-hmm. So during my early years and through all my careers, I've always worked in very diversified teams all around the world. So you could have like a software engineer with a machine learning specialist, one mechanical engineer, and maybe two electrical engineers trying to build something together. All these people, they come from different backgrounds. They see reality in a very diverse, different way. And you need to find a way for these people to work together. So me and my business partner, Tewan, who comes from a totally different industry because it's a specialist in finance and business right. administration, we decided to build a company that represents the same diversity right. and then offer this diversity to our clients as an edge through our processes. Right. So our team right now is actually distributed across the locations and very diversified in terms of capabilities and cultures and nationalities. Right. Um, for example, um, in Bangkok, um, we have um, clearly developers, uh, mostly Golang, Rust, um, Python. We have machine learning um, specialists mm-hmm. and data um, data scientists. 
Um, most of our DevOps and CI/CD work is carried out in Ho Chi Minh mm -hmm. because the, um, we found a great uh, pool of uh, very young and passionate engineers. Right. Um, and um, when it comes to locations and we, we, uh, we adopted this like flexible uh, way of working where actually our team can move freely across the different offices right and this is like to improve synergy and also like to to speed up some operations yeah. for the clients yeah you said you have a mixed model you know uh, people can, at least people who have a mixed mode they can work remote or they can mm -hmm. be in the office and and so Correct. that's really uh, it's really interesting to see sort of um uh, play out maybe share a little bit about your personal story and how you came about to to doing this because uh, i think you have an interesting background and oh, in, in okay. how you arrived at, at starting this company okay so my um tr my background is robotics and machine learning and neuroscience right. so that's what i've been doing through all my life yeah. mostly as a freelancer mm -hmm. so um, not really working in uh, in big companies um, then I was, I took a job in Switzerland that brought me to Asia mm -hmm. and where I built um, a team um, again to do software development for uh, micro, um, micro mechanics right. and through my stay in Asia, uh, you know, this was quite, uh, quite new to me because I've never been uh, before so I, I got to understand the diversity right. uh, of the continent and that's where I met my business partner the one mm -hmm. and we decided to build a company that yeah. would reflect, let's say, this diversity. Yeah. So um, again, through, every, you know, I started to code when I was like 14. Yeah. Um, my first, uh, I, I was like, the first Linux system I installed was a very early Slackware version. Right. It took me like five months to get it ready <laughs> because I didn't have internet at home. So I had to go had to, to go download, download the old the... to my dad's office yes. and then recompile yeah. the kernel. So it was really, really intense. Yeah. But through all my career, um, at the very beginning in robotics, the, we needed to do um, real-time calculate cal computation. Right. This could be visual processing or um, motor control, mm -hmm. speech processing. And at the time, the power of the, of the computers was not right. enough to do everything on a single machine. So I started to dig more into distributed systems and RPC and mm -hmm. uh, IT networking. And this has been like a major, um, how to say, a major aspect of my work, both like um, in freelance or academia or enterprise that has been carried out, carried out through the years. And then with Taiwan, we decided to start to do business together right. because we spotted the, the need of, um, of many companies to, again, improve the, their workflow, automate and business 4.0 or scaling in case right. of startups. And this is how we, we build the company. That's interesting, and, and you also have, you also shared something very interesting. This is now your twenty second country you live in. Correct. At? Wow, yeah. that's quite impressive. So when I was a kid, my <laughs> my dad was uh, taking care of um, let's say mergers and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. So all the time the contracts were like not very very long. long it was yeah. always like locked in time. Yeah. So I found myself like starting a school here in Italy, finishing it in UK, then going back to the same school in Italy, and then the semester after, after going, going to another else. place. So my life has always been like, I don't know where I live. So <laughs> when I was then, when I, already during university, I started to, you know, study a bit abroad. And then right. after I took, let's say, technology as a, as a driver to visit different, different countries. places. Yeah. And then 
um, when I arrived in Asia, I was very surprised by the extreme diversity. Yeah. Um, that was very new to me. It was like um, one of these scenes in uh, Star Wars when you land, when you know they land on the on the new planet and everybody and everything is so different. So right. it was a bit like that. And then um, again by being surrounded by a very multicultural environment because I mean I'm Italian. I don't have home uh, right. since many years. My business partner is Thai but um, Thai Indian, so it's like both cultures. My girlfriend is Vietnamese, right. uh, our team again is mixed. So it's like this very diversified environment where you, know, you have a lot of cultures to take care of. And right. it's not just the specialization, how to make maybe a data scientist work with a, right. with a system engineer, right. but it's also like how can different people yeah. communicate and especially yeah. how can they solve the little issues right. and the little glitches that might happen during. Yeah, and the diversity is actually a good business practice too, because you're able to, you know, at least my understanding is uh, even the different markets within Asia, even just Southeast Asia, are pretty very different because Correct. culturally and and languages, and so I think this Correct. actually works to your benefit. Correct. Which... It's very important to um, clearly, if you're in the Thai market, maybe it's easier for a Thai right. national to. To understand what are the needs and the you know the, uh, what happens in a meeting or what is the best way to right. interact with the client or with the team, but it's also true that by having the right processes and company culture, yeah. we can actually benefit internally by these different um, um, backgrounds and, and cultures. Right. So this is why we have a free let's say this free office policy yeah. in which developers can actually rotate freely across yeah. different locations or work from home, work uh, on site, depending yeah. on the projects or depending on the client or depending on their personal desire, maybe to be on right. the beach uh, for uh, one week uh, right. or in uh, Vietnam to discover a city the week yeah. after. Wow. What lessons have you learned that, that you can share that perhaps somebody else who's listening in or watching this can, can you know, as they're building their journey on building mm -hmm. a company or a business? Like what, what would you so share? I, I think the, the most important thing is to have, for me has been to have a direction, to have an idea of mm -hmm. what we want to achieve. Right. And this is very clear, it's very simple to say, but sometimes you know, on the day-to-day -day basis, it's quite easy to, to lose your mission, right? right? So the mission for us was very, 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 very important. Secondly, um, a company or a business is made by people. And in our case, we have diversity, we have uh, locations, we have uh, differences in age and culture and in background. Right. So what is very important for us is the company culture. So yeah. how, and in a way we also, in our company culture handbook, in a way we also have the, uh, the workflows that we mm -hmm. use. So how to uh, work agile, how to interact. Um, Right, you know. like the norms, the day-to-day -day norms yeah, of yeah. how you yeah, everybody... The, the, the framework, because right. then this is like a set of rules and then somehow yeah. people are always going to be flexible around right. them. Around um, and the most important, perhaps, uh, lesson for me was always to um, let the team um, come up with the best solution, but right. providing them enough guidance and experience and maybe seniority to make mm -hmm. the right decision right. at the right time. Maybe sometimes also by, um, how to say, letting them go a bit their way and right. then try to improve the situation in uh, the next iteration. So right. remain agile and flexible.
without too much infrastructure, too much uh, rules, just framework and direction, I think, is right. what uh, okay. is more important for us. Now, what inspires you or who inspires you? Is there, you know, you know is there somebody that, that you look up to or, or get inspiration from? So, yeah, my, my background is, a, is a te I'm a technical person. So right. I've been dealing with computers since I was very young. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite toy was a Lego, yeah. and I've always been doing this kind of nerd things. Right. So, one thing that tech people sometimes we, that we are not really good in doing is to be pragmatic. Right. Everybody feels a bit like an artist, so I have to do this project with the best technology, and then without really evaluating what might be the consequence right. on the client or the right. consequence on the budget or the right. team. So, I think one story that was very inspiring. Um, in my case, for, for, for my current business, is the story of uh, the uncle of my business partner. Mm -hmm. So my business partner had this uncle in Thailand, and um, he was very, very famous in building um, suits, mm -hmm. business suits. Business. And then, you know, the, he was building suits like as part of his life. It was a tradition of the family. And, but at a certain point, um, the business started not to go so well. So actually he was losing money to, to prepare the suits, but he would not give up the business because that was his passion. Right. So what happened is that in this, in this case, um, to put together the full product was not convenient anymore. He couldn't scale the business any further. Actually, the business was contracting, so it was actually going mm -hmm. to fail. So what he did instead, um, he, has been very, in this case, has been very pragmatic. He didn't focus on building the full suit anymore, but he just started to think what is the most scalable and um, uh, kind of business that is connected to that world. And in that case was buttons. Yeah. So he specialized in selling buttons mm -hmm. and he became very successful um, with a more simple um, business, um, not more simple, more niche. Yeah. Uh, it became very successful in scaling his business and overseas and not just in Thailand and so on. So in that case it was like, hmm, something is not going right. Let's analyze right. the situation right. pragmatically. What can scale of what I'm doing and right. what is not sustainable yeah. and what operation I need to do in my organization to reflect this, you know, this new direction. Wow, so that sounds like you 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 take a lot of the learnings from that to to your current business to an absolutely because I think when tech if you run a tech business uh, like us we have to interact with a large variety of clients mm -hmm. so our clientele might be a startup that is scaling yeah um, in China or might be a company that wants to improve some on-prem on system because they're spending too much money and they have to somehow reduce the cost uh, in Thailand. Or maybe a European company needs some sort of a complex microservice. So in, in, in a way, we, we, we interact with a large variety of people and backgrounds. And I believe that as a tech company, we need to think also in a business way. Yeah. Otherwise, we will not be able to provide the right service to, to our clientele. We like to empower small teams um, mm -hmm. to, to scale and, and have big impact. So, you know, um, from your perspective, you know, uh, you know, why did you choose to work with DigitalOcean? And, and in what ways, you know, the, you know, does working with us sort of, mm -hmm. sort of help So I've you? been 
personally, I've been a DigitalOcean user since many years. Yeah. I think I was one of the, I was in this initial batch of, uh, of developers that really appreciated the SSD right. on the droplets. Mm -hmm. So for me, DigitalOcean has always been the, where I keep my IT stuff. So if I do something for myself, it, it has always there. been on DigitalOcean. Then um, when we started to build the company, we had the need of like keeping our infrastructure, like mail servers or pipelines, CICD right. or development tools. And honestly, I think that DigitalOcean is just simple and easy and was like super fast and, and performant for us. So we always kept on DigitalOcean our own infrastructure uh, and tooling. And for, for, for simplicity and, and performance again. When it comes to our clients, instead, we always use DigitalOcean again for the CICD development right. tools and so on. And now we start also to deploy them on Kubernetes, yep. which uh, is a new new entry. And that's very convenient for us because anyways, we always work with Terraform, Ansible, we do everything by code. Right, by code. So by also having like uh, proper support um, in Terraform, it makes it super easy right. for our engineers to, to automate. Uh, and then also the clearly, if you do business in Asia, you want to have like uh, good latency. Yep. So for Thailand, um, we are very satisfied with the Singapore servers mm -hmm. and with the, but well, we also use the Tokyo servers and also in Amsterdam sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So ease of use and performance ease and good customer support because every time. Right. The, support is also really important. That's for, what, that for was always very fast yeah. and on point. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Michaela, thank you very much for your insights. Uh, we you. really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to spend time with us. And, uh, you know, all the best and, and success in your in your business. And looking forward to seeing you, seeing you guys grow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much.